Welcome everyone to the edition of Governed by God, a biblical look at law, civics, and government. My name is Eric Leupold. Thank you for joining me on today's episode. So what I want to do today is take a break from some of the historical aspects that we've been looking at regarding government, particularly here in the United States. And I want to look at some recent events here in Pennsylvania, more specifically the Central Buck School District. Uh, new elections and swearing-in ceremony, and the most recent meeting that took place on December 4th. Now, some of you might be aware that uh, this meeting actually hit the news. Uh, It was on Fox News and on the Michael Knowles show, Um, and I watched the meeting. I was not able to attend in person, but uh, it's available, streamed online. And there's certain things I wish to talk about regarding that meeting, and I'm hoping in the next couple months or so to get at least one interview of a former board member. Still not sure about that, if that's going to be a possibility, but uh, I hope it will be, uh, to discuss some of the things that are going on uh, or that have been going on in the school district, particularly in Central Buck School District. But before we go into some of the details on the most recent meeting. I want to look at our passage of the day, which I picked because of its relevance for us as a culture. And I'm not going to read through the whole thing. It's Jeremiah chapter 44. It's the entire chapter. And I would encourage you, if you have time, to read it slowly and carefully. But what I'll do is I want to summarize some of the things that have been happening in this chapter, and then we'll look at a few of the verses. So essentially, uh, a lot of the Judeans, a lot of the people of Israel, they fled from from Judah, from Jerusalem to Egypt. Now this is after uh, Nebuchadnezzar has essentially conquered Jerusalem and waged war uh, against Israel. The northern tribes have already been conquered. And now the southern tribes, Judah, Benjamin, were getting, were getting conquered. Now, many of the Jews fled to Egypt and are residing there with the prophet Jeremiah. What Jeremiah calls them to do is to stop practicing idolatry, to stop making offerings after other gods, to stop serving these false gods. Now, he says that the reason why they are having these difficulties, the reason why they've lost Jerusalem, that they've been kicked out of the land of Israel, is because of their idolatry, all right? That they've forgotten the God of their fathers, and they have followed after the evil kings of Judah, the evil that their wives have been committing, and their own evil, and they have not humbled themselves, and they seem like they're not interested in humbling themselves. Okay, so Jeremiah then says that if they don't change their ways, they're not going to be safe in Egypt. They're going to die there. Uh, They're going to get consumed in the land. They will die by sword and by famine. Uh, They will be punished, even in Egypt, because he prophesies that Nebuchadnezzar is going to defeat Egypt, which he will eventually anyways. So the people of Judah are trying to find protection by living in Egypt under the care of Pharaoh, Uh, but it's not going to work out for them, as Jeremiah has prophesied. Now, after Jeremiah calls them 
to repent and to stop the idolatry. Here's what they say. This is, this is in verse 15. So I'm going to read from here just for a few verses. Here's what, here's what happens. And then all the men who knew that their wives had made offerings to other gods, and all the women who stood by, a great assembly, all the people who lived in Pathros in the land of Egypt, answered Jeremiah, As for the word that you have spoken to us in the name of the Lord, we will not listen to you. But we will do everything that we have vowed, making offerings to the Queen of Heaven, and pour out drink offerings to her, as we did, both we and our fathers, our kings and our officials, in the cities of Judah and in the streets of Jerusalem. For then we had plenty of food, and prospered, and saw no disaster. But since we left off making offerings to the Queen of Heaven, and pouring out drink offerings to her, we have lacked everything, and have been consumed by the sword and by famine. And the women said, When we made offerings to the Queen of Heaven, and poured out drink offerings to her, was it without our husband's approval that we made cakes for her, bearing her image, and poured out drink offerings to her? All right, so their response to Jeremiah is basically they're arguing, no, 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 that's not how it is. Things were great in Jerusalem. Things were doing great there, and they were serving those other gods in Jerusalem. But then when they got kicked out, when they were traveling to Egypt, they must have ceased doing those things. They were really unable to do those things while they were refugees uh, fleeing to Egypt. And now that they're in Egypt, Jeremiah is saying, okay, now honor the Lord. And they're like, no, 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 no. It's because that we stopped honoring the false gods that we are suffering here in Egypt. Things were great back in Jerusalem. And so they don't see that the entire nation of Israel has been destroyed and Jerusalem has been conquered because of the idolatry of their fathers and their own idolatry. This is what Jeremiah then says in response, verse 20. Then Jeremiah said to all the people, men and women, all the people who had given him this answer, as for the offerings that you offered in the cities of Judah and in the streets of Jerusalem, you and your fathers, your kings and your officials and the people of the land, did not the Lord remember them? Did it not come into his mind? The Lord could no longer bear your evil deeds and the abominations that you committed. Therefore, your land has become a desolation and a waste and a curse. Without inhabitant, as it is this day, it is because you made offerings and because you sinned against the Lord and did not obey the voice of the Lord or walk in his law and in his statutes and in his testimonies that this disaster has happened to you as at this day. Jeremiah said to all the people and all the women, Hear the word of the Lord, all you of Judah who are in the land of Egypt, Thus says the Lord of hosts, the God of Israel, You and your wives have declared with your mouths and have fulfilled it with your hands, saying, We will surely perform our vows that we have made to make offerings to the Queen of Heaven and to pour out drink offerings to her. Then confirm your vows and perform your vows. Therefore hear the word of the Lord, all you of Judah who dwell in the land of Egypt. Behold, I have sworn by my great name, says the Lord, that my name shall no more be invoked by the mouth of any man of Judah in all the land of Egypt, saying, As the Lord lives. Behold, I am watching over them for disaster, and not for good. All the men of Judah who are in the land of Egypt shall be consumed by the sword and by famine, until there is an end of them. And he goes on from there to talk about more punishments. But, but the key here, though, is that it seems to be that the wives of, of, the, of the Judeans, the women, 
were essentially leading the men, and they were leading them into idolatry, to worship the Queen of Heaven, to make cake offerings, to pour out drink offerings to her. And the women even say, like, did not our own husbands just sit idly by and let us do this? So essentially they're, they're saying, well, the husbands didn't stop us. They didn't say anything. So it's, it's really kind of their fault. And in some sense, that's true. The men should have taken responsibility and stopped the idolatry and, and actually led their wives instead of being led by their, their unbelieving wives. Either they were directly related to the, the foreign nations that were adopting you know, paganism, the Ammonites and the Canaanites and the Moabites, or you know, it's, been, it's been hundreds of years since Israel was formed, the whole culture has, has simply imbibed the idolatry of, of paganism. And I think there's a mixture of both. The people of Israel continually mixed with the nations around them and did not obey the Lord. And it wasn't a matter of race and ethnicity. It was really a matter of culture and idolatry because the other nations, well, this is what happened with King Solomon. He had hundreds of, of wives and all of them led his heart astray. They were not serving uh, the Lord. So this is what was happening now, even now in Egypt. And so Jeremiah says, well, you know, the things were good because the Lord was patient with you and was being long-suffering, waiting for you to repent. But now that time is over. After Jeremiah gives the warning and they refuse to obey him, they just don't see it the way he does. They think more idolatry is needed, not less. And he says, fine, engage in your idolatry. Do your vows and see what happens. See what the Lord does. And so how can we apply this today? Well, we may not be the nation of Israel. But the principles remain the same. God calls people to repent, all people. God hates idolatry, and people are to repent of their idolatry. And those people that previously worshipped the Lord and knew the truth, if they engage in idolatry, they cannot expect good things to happen. They can expect judgment. They can expect to be vomited out of the land, like the pagan nations were before Israel, and like Israel was. And God's people, particularly the ministers of the gospel, are to call the people to repentance, to stop the idolatry, and to turn back to the Lord. Now, what we have going on here in the school board meeting is a refusal to listen, a desire to rebel against the Lord. And here's what I want to highlight from that school board meeting. So at the most recent meeting, uh, the new elected members, all Democrat, were sworn in. And all of them gave an oath. Most of them put their hand on the Bible, the closed Bible. But when they gave their oath, not one of them mentioned anything about, so help me God, or anything like that. It was just, I'm going to do these things. Okay. But one individual, and this is the, the individual that made national news, her name's Karen Smith, she swore not on the Bible, but on something else. And I'm just going to play the clip. I know it's audio but you'll hear how it goes. So just uh, listen for what the crowd says and, uh, and what she says. All right, if you'll raise your right hand and repeat after me. I, Karen Smith, do solemnly swear that I will support, obey, and defend the Constitution of the United States and of the Commonwealth of Pennsylvania 
and that I will discharge the duties of my office with fidelity. Congratulations. Okay, so when she walked up there, she was carrying not a Bible, but a stack of LGBTQ plus books, the books that have been quote-unquote banned or removed from multiple libraries due to their sexually explicit nature, including involving minors. But this is what she did. She rested her hand on a stack of books. And when you think about what that was doing, what was she saying in that? Was she just being cheeky? Was she just being uh, funny and silly and provocative? I don't know. I don't think so. I think it's more to it than that. Because our ceremonies matter. Why is it that when you give an oath, the words matter and people get upset, you know, even uh, if there's no mention of God or whatnot? And I think that God should be mentioned because when you give an oath, you're swearing to something higher than yourself. And that's why people testify in court, they give an oath that they will speak the truth, so help me God, right? So there's an, there's an invoking of God, which is not a bad thing. We are allowed to invoke God in the proper means, because he is the highest authority. And it's interesting because in the book of Hebrews, uh, it mentions that God swore by himself that he would fulfill the promises of the covenant. He swore by himself because there was no higher authority. He is the highest authority. And so we can honor that as well by recognizing him as the highest authority. And that's why our very first president, George Washington, and ever since then, public officials have placed their hand on the Bible uh, to honor God and his authority. And they invoke the name of God in their promise to do the things that they're supposed to do. Well, in this particular situation, what you see here is a woman who goes on to become the chairman of the board. She places her hand on a stack of LGBTQ plus affirming books. What does that mean? Well, in some sense, I think this is true in the very spiritual sense of the term. She worships a different God. She recognizes something else as the ultimate authority. What is that something else? We could go into it more in depth. Probably something like the Queen of Heaven mentioned in Jeremiah. Because the Queen of Heaven is an ancient pagan goddess named Inanna, or also known as Asherah or Ishtar. She is the goddess who can change genders. She can turn a man into a woman and a woman into a man. She's also known for her outbursts of violence and extreme lust, sexual deviancy, prostitution, ritual sex, and that also goes into abortion. So this is the Queen of Heaven, and the doctrines of this pagan goddess are articulated in books like what Karen Smith is putting her hand on. So she is swearing by a greater power than herself, the power of sexual desire, autonomy, personal choice, where we become our own gods, even to the point that we can declare ourselves to be one gender or another. Essentially the spirit of Inanna, the queen of heaven. And so would this become a new trend? Maybe. What if she does this in her next swearing in? This becomes the new trend. That's how 
ceremonies get started. That's how these traditions begin. They begin with a deliberate act that gets carried on by the next generation. And just like in the book of Jeremiah, the people of Israel, generations earlier, had made a a purposeful act to disobey God. And the next generation is now following in those footsteps. And that's why Jeremiah says, okay, no more, no more will the word of God, will the name of God be mentioned among you. No more of this. Because what they had been doing is they had been syncretizing. They had been combining worship of God with worship of the pagan idols. And so they would sometimes also say, well, as the Lord lives, as Yahweh lives. And what Jeremiah says, if you, essentially, if you want to be pagan, do it all the way. Stop invoking the name of God. Just go all in with your paganism. In some sense, I think maybe this will happen here in Central Bucks as we stop mentioning God and get rid of the Bible, we'll put our hand on something else, and that will be our God. Hey, in some ways, it's easier that way. It's easier to deal with the straight-up pagans than those that try to mix the worship of God with the worship of idols. Now, as the meeting progressed, essentially the new board undid everything that the previous board, which had been conservative, had done. So it suspended the policy regarding books. Okay, so now all those books will come right back in. There'll be really no restrictions on books, except for maybe those books that promote virtue and self-control. And then uh, they also under the policy of separating girls sports from boys sports. So um, we'll see what happens with that as well. And the last thing they did was stop uh, the appeal process regarding the redistricting of central bucks when it comes to elections. We'll get it more into that next time. I do hope to Uh, be able to talk to uh, a previous uh, board candidate about that issue. But essentially, it is possible and probably very likely that the new redistricting plan would disenfranchise several townships and uh, make things very interesting, to say the least. But we'll talk about that some other time. Really, what I wanted to do was just point out what we see happening in our school district. Our school district has made national news again, and in principle... We see the same thing happening here as as we've seen in the book of Jeremiah. And there's no reason to say that what happened in the past could not be applied to, to any other nation. It was applied to other nations. Like I said, the previous nations of, of the land of Canaan got vomited out of the land because of their idolatry and their wickedness. Um, and those who have been given great light will be held accountable for that. And so as a country that once was Christian, we should be very fearful when we think about um, God's judgment upon us. And and I would say in some sense, this is God's judgment. The abandonment of his word, he basically says, okay, have it. Have have what you want. Here are the rulers that you deserve. Here are the leaders that you, that you want to have. You want a king like the other nations? Then you may have it. So that is the judgment that I'm talking about, not fire and brimstone, earthquakes, stuff like that. No, being given over to wicked rulers uh, and evil ideologies, that is an aspect of God's judgment. And we get to eat the fruit of that. So uh, anyways, I'm sorry to end on a uh, little depressing note there, but keep in mind that repentance and reformation can and has happened. 
And let's pray for that. Let's pray for God's mercy. Let's pray for revival and repentance. It starts in the church. It starts in the church. And it also starts with men. As Jeremiah pointed out, the men had failed to be leaders. It it starts with the men, the men of the church, and the men of the community to lead their families uh, well uh, in righteousness, not in idolatry. And so with that, uh, I ask that you please share the show with a friend, neighbor, family member, the more the merrier, because I'm just trying to get this information out to more people, particularly if you live in Bucks County and uh, have an interest in what's going on in the school district. And of course, I also ask for the thumbs up, the stars, and the reviews, all those things that help uh, to get this show out to more people. With that, thank you again for joining me, and until next time, take care and God bless.